And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I'm at him at the laundry man. Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Guys! 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 Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. In this hour, Eve Arden stars in a Halloween episode of Our Miss Brooks from 1949, but it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition. Lisa will play clips from popular songs and provide a statement about each song. And my job is to guess if that statement is real or ridiculous while you play along at home. Right, Lisa? That's right, Carl. Now, my job is to win a pizza, although we haven't uh, gotten any pizzas in no, quite a while. But no. I've got some great songs about food. And um, let's see if you can well, figure I'm out. Well, I'm pretty if... good when it comes to That's food. That's what I figured. Maybe you'll do well. Here's the way it works, folks. If I get them all right, Lisa buys me a pizza. That's and if right. I get them all wrong, Lisa buys me a pizza. That's right. So it yeah. works out really well yeah, for me great. no matter, no and matter what. And for everyone to and win you know so what? I can and get And Mike some gets pizza. one either way. Yeah, Mike so. gets pizza. <laughs> He's the winner. <laughs> because he doesn't have to buy it. He just gets it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair deal. <laughs> all right. Here's your first song. familiar with this song? Yeah. This is Pour Some Sugar On Me by Def Leppard, uh, 1987. Pour some sugar on me. That's it, meh. Exactly. That's how he says it. Just like that. So here's your statement. I'm hot, sticky, and sweet. Is that what he said? I don't know. I wasn't listening. <laughs> All right, what now? <laughs> did you lose your train of yeah, thought? Yeah, I did. Okay, let's get back it's here. It's not easy. I mean, it's not hard for me to lose my train of thought. It's not easy either. <laughs> Here's your statement. Okay. This song is heard on a commercial for AT&T. Real or ridiculous? It's on a commercial. I know that. But I don't think it's AT&T, so I'll say false. All right, let's listen. Shook up ramen? Yeah. Soup. Freeze. A call to the library could help her out. Good thing T-Mobile lets her call whenever she T-Mobile. wants. T-Mobile. Ah, so I'm up. T-Mobile. So you got that one correct. Carl. 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 He's so excited. <laughs> one for Carl. I got a quarter pizza so All right. Far. Here's All right. the next song. Uh-huh. Oh, nope. That's the same one. <laughs> red, red, red wine. Now, what you may or may not know is this was originally, Red Red Wine was originally performed and written by Neil Diamond. I didn't know that. I didn't either. In 1967 on his album Just The Year You you Were Born. No, no, no. You were born in 64. Sorry. (laughs) All right, what about it? And I was just agreeing with you. It's up to you. 
Okay. All right. So what now? Here's your statement. Okay. Bob Marley recorded a very successful reggae version of this song in 1983. Real or ridiculous? See, here's the thing, you know. I He did, but it might not be 1983. So that's... Um, all right. I'm just going to say real. All right. Let's listen to it. It has nothing to do with the year. This is not Bob Marley. It's not? UB40. Oh, really? So yes, I got it wrong? you did. Darn it. Um, I just said because it has a Bob Marley feel to it, but it's UB40. So it had nothing no to do pizza. With the year. No pizzas this week. Oh, man. Darn. I had a taste for a pizza, Me too. too. Doesn't that sound <laughs> yeah. good? Yeah. Right about now would be great. Yeah. All right. Well, no more pizzas Darn, online. darn, darn. But we'll still have some more fun. I'll probably get the next two right. And You'll then probably I'll... get them wrong. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, here's the next song. Let me take you down. Beatles. Going to Strawberry Fields. Strawberry Fields Forever. That's Beatles, written by John Lennon, released in 1967. Wow. Right. Here's your statement. Yes. The working title of this song was Bad Day. Real or ridiculous? True. I'm sorry, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clip, but the working title was It's Not Too Bad. <sighs> darn. 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 All right. Well, that's two wrong. All right. One right. And you've got one to go. I have what? One more to go. Oh, I have one more. Here we go. All right, let's, let's say, let, why don't we do a pizza on this? Just well, that's like, not fair oh, okay. because you've already gotten two wrong. All right. Not fair to do it on one. Right. All right. Chicken. <laughs> You'll get it wrong. Now, this one you might know. I don't know. Lollipop, lifesaver, lollipop. So, this is Lollipop, written in 1958, but it was recorded most successfully by the Cordettes, whose version reached number two. Okay. This is what you're listening to. Cordettes. Here's your statement. All right. This song was featured in the film Stand By Me. Real or ridiculous? I would have to say that that is ridiculous. Let's listen. Let's see where it is. This is Stand By Me. The boys are by the uh, railroad tracks. Really? Waiting for when the they train find the body? Come. No, when they're waiting for the train. And they're walking down the railroad. Well, that's when they find the body. Right, a little before that, exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is Stand By Me, so you did oh, wow. get it wrong. I so got it wrong. You only got one right. The first one. Wow, that first one saved oh, me from man, a pizza. Oh, man, it sure did. Woo! Darn. Well, I should have bet you on the last one. I got scared. Wow, yeah. chicken. Yep, that's right. <laughs> Lisa Wolf is a chicken. Hey, those Lumonati's pizzas are 50 bucks. I know. <laughs> I think you can afford it. I think you can sell afford it. Sell one of your jet planes. Um, you know? Maybe you could sell one of your shoes or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Lisa Wolf, thank All you. All right, thank you. When we come back, we're going to tune in to Eve Arden as Connie Brooks on Our Miss Brooks Good Halloween Show. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel. 
straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds, like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Yes, indeed. Uh, Mike Bubble Bath Costella, our executive producer, who is down the hall. We never get to see him. I know. It's I'm all the way down there. That. And um, he works really hard on this show. Does a great job. Mike, I just want a little shout out to you, buddy. Thank you. Um, what would we do without Mike Costella, huh, Lisa Wolf? We'd be stuck with the producer. Who... It would be like white noise. We'd be pressing have? more buttons. Yeah. <laughs> be like, Woo! All we We've had have. some bad producers in the past. <laughs> oh, man. None of which we cared for for wow. various reasons. <laughs> wow. Mike is <laughs> a 10. But we have some great stories anyways. <laughs> Mike is a 10. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, hey, folks, real, real quick. Um, we want you to hear the full five hours of our uh, show each week. And if you're in an area where you don't hear the full five hours you know a lot of our radio stations they just don't have five hours to uh to a lot to us uh, i don't know why but they don't but some of them do i mean some of them yeah. carry the full five hours we appreciate that so we have a solution we uh we do offer this show as a podcast that we email to you right to your email you can listen to it whenever you want kind of on demand the links never expire. You get the full five-hour show. Plus, we add our Radio Rarities podcast to it, which is really cool. If you have not heard Radio Rarities, you really will enjoy it. It's a scripted show. We take uh, a very rare radio show, and um, maybe it might be like a different star in that program or, you know, like the uh, the lead person's missing or it's the first episode or an audition episode or whatever. And it's written by Carl Shadow, who is an expert. And then Lisa and I, we uh, we do it, right? We, we talk. This. Yeah. We talk about it. We we go in uh, to the studio. We knock out four or five of them at a time. Mike produces them. And they are a lot of fun. I enjoy listening to the Radio Rarities. You do pretty, 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 pretty good, good job. You really, really we do, We also Lisa. really delve deep into the background and history, so you get a really a different viewpoint on the radio show once we play it. Yeah, so uh, sign up for our podcast. Just go to hollywood360radio.com. It's all there, top of the website. Sign up, get our podcast. All right, time for our Miss Brooks, Eve Arden stars in a Halloween episode. This actually uh, aired one day before Halloween, October 30th, 1949. Eve Arden stars. Here's part one of Our Miss Brooks. Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth and help stop tooth decay and luster cream shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair bring you Our Miss Brooks starring Eve Arden. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks written by Al Lewis. Well, many of us find it extremely difficult to get up early every morning, but our Miss Brooks, who teaches English at Madison High School, has been doing it for years. Yes, and I've learned one thing about early rising that's helped me immeasurably. Once I jump out of bed, close the window, and do my setting up exercises, there's only one more thing I want to do, and that's to get right back in bed again. <laughs> Last Friday morning, though, I was up and almost dressed by the time my landlady knocked on the door. Time to get up, Connie. I am up, Mrs. Davis. Come on in. 
I'm trying to get to school early so I can chat with Mr. Boynton for a few minutes before our first class. Is Mr. Boynton still as unapproachable as ever, Connie? I guess so, Mrs. Davis. But you know something? During this past week, I've gotten closer to him than ever before. Really, dear? How did you do that? I've been wearing my sneakers to school. (laughs) I hope I've got time for breakfast before Walter Denton comes to pick me up. There's something he wants to talk to me about before school starts. Well, he can talk to you at breakfast, Connie. My goodness, you've got to keep your strength up some way. We both know you don't get enough sleep. Well, I didn't last night. Minerva slept in here with me, and she was very restless. I don't know what's the matter with that cat lately. Between you and me, Connie, I think she's got something. Between you and me, I think she's got several. (laughs) Maybe it's a mistake to let her get so friendly with the collie next door. They play together all the time, you know. Oh, so that's the source. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Minerva had me up half the night with her pounding. That's just her tail beating on the floor while she's hunting. Well, I don't mind her tail thumping so much, but every time she catches something with one paw, she applauds with the other three. <laughs> Suppose we join Minerva in the breakfast nook. I've just given her some milk. Fine, I'll have a saucer full, too. <laughs> Sit right down, dear. I'll boil you a couple of eggs. Just one egg will be plenty, Mrs. Davis. Well, I... Oh, <coughs> Walter... That must be Walter Denton now. Just six eggs will be plenty, Mrs. Davis. <laughs> the door isn't locked. Come in, Walter. Ah, hiya, Miss Brooks, Mrs. Davis. Hello, Walter. How do you want your eggs, Walter? Uh, quickly, please. <laughs> you any breakfast yet? Oh, sure, but it's 7.30 almost, and we eat an awful early breakfast at my place. How early? Quarter to seven. <laughs> I don't know how you're still standing up. I'll whip up an omelet for all of us. Miss Brooks, I'd like to ask you about something. What's that, Walter? Well, as you know, Halloween is usually celebrated tomorrow night, Saturday. But Harriet Conklin's going up to her folks' bungalow at Crystal Lake for the weekend, so we wondered if it would be all right with you if we celebrated the holiday tonight. Well, why come to me? Shouldn't you contact the Goblins Union? <laughs> We wanted to sort of have a little party You know, Harriet and my pal Stretch Snodgrass and I And uh, we were planning on inviting you, too Oh, where were you planning on holding this party, Walter? At your place (laughs) How nice of you to invite me along But I'm afraid we couldn't have any Halloween parties here, Walter After all, I don't own this cottage I just rent a room for Mrs. Davis Oh, we've already got her permission She's going to the movies tonight Harriet asked her on the phone yesterday It's just up to you, Miss Brooks. Well, I'm afraid I'm not interested in Halloween parties, Walter. I've got quite a bit of work to catch up on, and tonight looks like an ideal time to do it. Sorry, but you'll have to hold your party someplace else. Gee, Miss Brooks, Harriet and Stretch will be awfully disappointed. And so will Mr. Boynton. Mr. Boynton? Yeah. I was talking to him yesterday, and he was saying what swell fun he always thought Halloween was when he was a kid. And then we invited him to the party, too, and he accepted now there's no place to have the party. What's wrong with having the party right here? (laughs) Hello, principal's office. Osgood Conklin himself speaking. (laughs) Hello, Osgood. It's me, Martha. We've been married 18 years, woman. I know your name. (laughs) Please, dear. Do try not to be 
so testy. Do you realize that you left home this morning without even saying goodbye? Well, that's easily remedied. Goodbye. <laughs> Wait, Osgood. I just called to remind you about your doctor's appointment this morning. He said he wanted to see you before we go to Crystal Lake tomorrow. I am well aware of that fact. I've had plenty of time to think about it during the sleepless hours I spent listening to your dog thumping his tail at the foot of our bed all night. But Prince was so lonesome, dear. After all, we've got each other. He's all alone. Well, he wasn't alone last night. <laughs> I never heard such scratching in all my born days. What's he got, anyway? Well, he can't possibly have anything, dear. You know he doesn't play with other dogs. In fact, he would have died of loneliness last week if I hadn't taken him over to Mrs. Davis's to play with her cat, Minerva. <laughs> well, you've got to keep him away from me. My blood pressure is higher than it's been in years. To make my morning complete, when I bent down to tie my shoelaces, my glasses fell off. Did they break? Not until I straightened up and stepped on them. <laughs> well, darling, in a couple of days in Crystal Lake, that will make a new man of you. Now go down to the doctor's and get a nice sedative to take with you. Very well, Martha. It's a good thing I have an extra pair of glasses with me or I couldn't find my way to the door. Now, whatever you do, Osgood, don't break those. Thank you, my dear. I think that's sterling advice. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, it's later than I thought. I'd better hurry. So you see, Walter, if we all meet in the cafeteria at lunchtime, we can make the plans for... Oh, good. Miss Brooks, I presume. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, Mr. Conklin. I didn't see you coming. Oh, dear, I seem to have broken your glasses. Do you have another pair? No, Miss Brooks, I haven't. <laughs> but perhaps I could get you a long stick and let you smash the windows in my office! You seem to be in quite a hurry, Mr. Conklin. Could I maybe take you somewhere? Who? Is speaking. Hey, it's me, Walter Denton. Your daughter Harriet's dream boat. My daughter Harriet's I'll talk to you later, Miss Brooks. Denton, pick up that shattered glass. Yes, sir. Well, what should I do with it, Mr. Conklin? Eat it, you lame brain done! Gosh, Mr. Conklin's sure in a bad mood today. He looks pretty purple, doesn't he? Even for him. He certainly is excitable. Hi, Walter. Oh, hello, Miss Brooks. Hi. Hello, Harriet. Did you run into Daddy yet this morning? It's in the hands of the insurance company now. <laughs> His temper's pretty miserable today. Yes, I know. Poor Daddy's been depressed all week long. I don't know what it is. We all try to please him. What he needs is some recreation and diversion. Say, I have an idea. What is it, Miss Brooks? Well, instead of my place tonight, why don't we have our Halloween party at your house, Harriet? That way we could surprise your father and cheer him up a little bit. <laughs> Wonderful. Miss Brooks, you've done it again. as I was to get back into Mr. Conklin's good graces, I determined to make the Halloween party Friday night a roaring success. I had asked the kids to meet me in the school cafeteria at lunchtime, and the first one to show up was Madison's star athlete, Stretch Snodgrass. Although a whiz on the football field, 
Stretch's outstanding scholastic achievement occurred during a test last week when he spelled his name correctly. <laughs> I was having a cup of coffee when he approached my table. Here I am, Miss Brooks. Mind if I sit down? Not at all, Stretch, but wouldn't you like to bring some food over before we discuss the party? Oh, no, ma'am. I already ate. Please, Stretch. <laughs> I've already eaten. Oh, good. Then we can get right down to business. <laughs> Walter said he thought we all ought to masquerade as something tonight. That's a fine idea, Stretch. You could come as a student. <laughs> I got my outfit all set, Miss Brooks I got some chaps home and spurs and, and two six-shooters that shoot real blanks I'm coming as Hopalong Cassidy That is, if nobody minds Why should anybody mind? Unless Roy Rogers shows up <laughs> What are you going to masquerade as, Miss Brooks? Oh, I haven't made up my mind yet, Stretch Of course, every good Halloween party should have a witch Yes, I might come as a witch Perfect <laughs> Don't sound so enthusiastic. It's pretty short notice to get a costume made, and I may not... Why go to all that trouble? Why don't you just wear what you got on? <laughs> Big as he is, I'll have to slug him. Now, look, Stretch, I... Hi, Miss Brooks, Stretch. Well, things are sure shaping up. Look at these swell noisemakers I bought this morning. When did you find time to get all this junk, Walter? I sneaked out of one of my morning classes. Walter, you didn't. Well, it was important, Miss Brooks. Besides, there's no harm done. Nobody even noticed I was gone. That's what I like, a nice, observant teacher. Oh, it wasn't the teacher's fault. You were facing the blackboard at the time. <laughs> All right, that is the first portion of Our Miss Brooks. That's Richard Crenna there. He was like a, an adult right. doing that role. Yep. Hi, you know, hi Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Brooks. Um, uh, yeah, I interviewed uh, Richard Crenna. So nice. What a very nice man. Uh, yeah, he played um, this role for years, on, not only on radio, but on television, too. Um, Richard Krennic, great guy. Eve Arden is our Miss Brooks. That is a role she was literally born to yeah. play, right? Yes. I mean, could you hear anyone else in that oh, role? She's I mean, perfect. She's so perfect yeah. for this. And she, of course, played it on radio and TV as well. More of our Miss Brooks in a moment. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This is Hollywood 360, that's for sure. Right, Lisa? I think so. 16 years we've been on the air doing this show. That's a long time. And Man. And doing many, many more. Yeah? Really? I do. How many longer? Um, 
A thousand? Uh, that might be a little a thousand overkill, years. But, well, we've been but, on sixteen. Let's uh, let's shoot for at least another sixteen. I'm fair with. Be I'm thirty-two good with that. years. Look how I did that math. Oh yeah. Huh? Wow. I'm good at math. Boy, yes, I, I can you. see you. I know you had a math teacher. Then. Matt, well, yeah, I did have a crush on my math. <laughs> I had a crush on my math teacher. That's for sure. Um, she's out there. She's out there. She's probably listening to you. Yeah, yeah. Probably, she was so nice. I mean, how old was she at that time? Let's see. When I was probably 18, she was probably like 27. Oh, so she's, you're saying she's only maybe 10 years older yeah, than you? Yeah, she was like, yeah. So she's like probably so, 70 now. Right. I'm 60. Right. I turned 60 recently. You should find her. And Lisa turned 59. Oh, my gosh. 59. Oh, my gosh. Well, Next thank you year, for big, you know, letting everybody one. know that. I got Lisa a really nice present for her birthday. And uh, she says she loves it. I do. I wear it I haven't all the time. seen you wear it yet. but um, Well, I don't usually wear it at the radio station because yeah. I just don't dress that nice. <laughs> I got her a Lululemon jacket. Like a jacket yeah, right? yeah. Really nice. With a... Does it have a hood on it or no? It doesn't have a doesn't hood. Doesn't hood, no. Mm-mm. But it's nice and it fits you. Oh, I take that back. It does, does have it, a hood. Does it have a hood? Because it has the furry stuff in the hood. Oh, okay. See? Yep. And I went to the Lululemon store on my own. I had no help. Zero. No, you, I, I said I know you could right do it. the right size you and did. everything. You did. The right style, the right, right size, the right color. Everything is perfect. And I'll tell you. I should be a professional shopper. Maybe, Maybe that. There it is. You just found Wait, it. If singing doesn't hang work on. out. I just figured it out. Yes, he figured I, it I'm out. I'm obviously not going to be a professional singer because nobody, not. no one has has called and said, hey, I want to hire you or well, I want to sign you. Well, called in earlier, he said he thought you were you were a great singer. Yeah, but Jeff, I he's great, but he's not a record producer. I need a record. But maybe I should become a, a professional shopper. Maybe he knows a record producer. Maybe. Uh, but I sh- I could be a personal shopper, personal or professional shopper. It's what a is personal it? shopper. They have yeah. them at Nordstrom. Like rich people would hire me mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, and I would they, hire you. And they tip me. Oh, right. <laughs> they pay me like a couple hundred dollars for the day. Right. And then they tip me. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends how good of a job you do. I would you do know. a really good job. Is that right? Oh yeah. Well, I would hire you. For you know, that. this is the truth. I'm actually I love to shop. You know is that? that right? Yeah. It's, for yourself or for others? No, no. I, I just like shopping. I like going to the... I do, too. My friend Reed is a big shopper. Like, you saw, saw him at him. the mall. My friend Reed, he shops all the time. Like, I'll call him. What are you doing? Oh, I'm at Oak Brook I Mall. I saw him at Old I'm Orchard. I'm here. I'm here. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just walking around the mall. <laughs> I do that, too. <laughs> shopping. I don't really do that too often, but I do like to shop. No, you're very good at it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm glad you're good at something. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, folks, don't forget, check out our Kickstarter for Bold Venture. We really need some help. We only have 30 days left, and we are trying to save this series, Bold Venture with Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall. Just search Bold Venture Kickstarter. We'd love you to just go to the site, check it out, read all the information there. There's some videos. You can see the process of transferring a 16-inch transcription disc to digital, um, you know, like we're listening to this Our Miss Brooks show. It's like direct from a disc. This was somebody made this transfer. We're going to do this, hopefully, with all 78 Bold Venture episodes. And if we are successful, we're going to move on to all 218 episodes of Boston Blackie. That's our next one if we get through Bold Venture. But we really need help. 
You can just pledge anything you want, as little or as much as you want, to help us to cover the costs to make these transfers of these 78 Bold Venture shows. And you will get the episodes, too. Yeah, so a really great way to collect, start yeah. your collection. And they're well. going to sound incredible. And it includes the 18 episodes that have not been in circulation for 70 years. Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, Bold Venture, were trying to save the series. Just Google and uh, search Bold Venture Kickstarter. Bold Venture Kickstarter. It'll take you to our website. Please uh, pledge some some funds towards uh, getting it transferred. Um, about 145 of our listeners so far have That's done very, that. Very I mean, really generous. Yeah. But we need about another 145 to get us to our goal. So we need some help. 30 more days, and it's going fast. Uh, please do it as soon as you can. We really appreciate you. All right, we're listening to Our Miss Brooks, a good Halloween show from 1949. Here's the conclusion. Hey, look at this horn. It's got a siren in the mouthpiece. Listen. Please, Walter, you're in the cafeteria. So what? One more blast like that, the beef stew will pull over to the right. <laughs> now tell me, how are you going to the masquerade? I got a terrific idea, Miss Brooks. I'm just going to put on an old sheet. Do you think Mr. Conklin will get a kick out of me as a ghost? If he thought it was on the level, it would add ten years to his life. <laughs> what are you coming as, Miss Brooks? Oh, I haven't quite decided yet. Any suggestions? Oh, just one. I don't want you to think I'm being fresh or anything, but, well, this is going to be a Halloween party, and, well, I'd be glad to furnish you with a broom. <laughs> I guess I'm a natural for it. Uh, look who's coming over. Oh, it's Mr. Boynton. Hello, Mr. Boynton. Hello, Walter. Hello, Mr. Boynton. Hello, Stretch. Hello, Miss Brooks. Hello, Mr. Boynton. Goodbye, Walter. Goodbye, Stretch. <laughs> ain't going nowhere. Stretch. Don't you know the old expression, two's company, three's a crowd? Sure I do, but there's four of us. Come on, Stretch, we gotta help Harriet figure out a costume for tonight. Uh, see you later, folks. Yeah, see you later, folks. Oh, so long, boys. Well, Miss Brooks, I think it's a splendid idea you're giving this little surprise party for our principal tonight. It should do him a world of good. It should do us a world of good, too, if he brightens up a bit. What kind of an outfit do you think you'll wear, Mr. Boynton? Well, I've got a skeleton costume home that I used to have quite a bit of fun with in my college days. It's just a black, tight-fitting garment with a bunch of bones hanging on it. Bones? <laughs> yes, they're treated with a phosphorescent paint that makes them glow in the dark. It's quite a startling effect, the more so since I gathered the bones when I was an anatomy student. From anyone I know? <laughs> I don't mean to dwell on it, Miss Brooks, but I find bones a rather fascinating subject, don't you? That depends on what they're wrapped up in. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, how, how are you masquerading tonight? Oh, I don't know. If you're coming as a skeleton, maybe I'll come as a bottle of vitamins. <laughs> I'm really a little stumped, Mr. Boynton. What do you think I should be? Well, the two most popular figures associated with Halloween are a black cat and a witch. And I'm much too tall for a cat. <laughs> Walter! Oh, Walter! Yes, Miss Brooks? Get a lube job on that broom, boy. Constance Brooks rides tonight. (laughs) 
I'm glad we're going away in the morning, Martha. Dr. Benson told me I'm very close to the breaking point. Yes. Of course, Oswald. Uh, don't shout so. <laughs> he said that some of my trouble was caused by my blood pressure, but that part of it was due to an overactive imagination. He wants me to be calm, relax more. <laughs> I'd like to see him relax with that recurring dream I've had. You mean the one where the ghost visits you at night? Yes. <laughs> Only the last couple of times it's gotten worse. Instead of a plain ghost, I've been getting one with Walter Denton's head on it. Really, Osgood, I, I just don't know what you've got against that poor boy. Harriet's very fond of him. Then she should see a doctor, too. <laughs> Where is she, Martha? Well, she's in her room, dear, getting dressed. She said something about a party tonight. Parties? It's all kids nowadays think about. Well, there won't be any parties at Crystal Lake. There won't be any nightmares, either. Why, Martha, do you realize that while I was sitting in the doctor's office today, I saw a bulldog by his desk? A bulldog? It was the shadow of his umbrella stand. But I almost jumped out of my skin before he explained it. Well, things like that happen to people every day, Osgood. Not to me, they don't. At least they'd better not. How do you think the Board of Education would like it if they thought one of their principals went around seeing bulldogs? <laughs> Just don't mention it to anyone, darling. Now I'm going to get you a glass of warm milk and you stay right comfy in your chair till I get back. You're very well. Yes. That thing looked like a bulldog. Martha's right, though. I'd better not mention it to a soul. Now who in the world can that be? Coming! Good evening, Mr. Conklin. May I come in? There's no tactful way I can refuse you admission. <laughs> Come in, Miss Brooks. Have the others arrived yet? Others? What others? You'll see when they get here. Is Harriet at home? Yes, yes, she's putting on her party dress. Oh, then you know about it. It should do you a lot of good, Mr. Conklin. There's nothing like a house full of people to get your mind off yourself. A house full of... Uh, Miss Brooks, is this party to be given in this house? Of course. I see. And if you'll excuse me, I'll just take my hat and coat and beat an orderly retreat. But, Mr. Conklin... My doctor has forbidden any excitement whatsoever. Your doctor? This is a fine time to tell me. I mean, I didn't know you were in such bad shape, Mr. Conklin. I am on the verge of a nervous collapse, Miss Brooks. But I don't want to spoil everybody's fun. I'll just leave quietly. Leave? But, Mr. Conklin, where will you go? What's the difference where I go? <laughs> I'll just wander around the park like a homeless gypsy. You can't do that. You wouldn't look good in earrings. I mean, you're not a well man, Mr. Conklin. Look, Mrs. Davis is going to the movies tonight. Now, why don't you let me drive you over to our place until I can eliminate the horde of pests, uh, guests who are coming here? You'll love it over there, Mr. Conklin. You'll be able to relax completely. If it will stave off my breakdown, Miss Brooks, it's the least I can do for my family. Miss Brooks left right after dinner, Mr. Boynton. I guess she forgot to buy a few items for the party tonight. I'm sure she'll be right back. Fine. Swell. This way our surprise will work out even better. Surprise? Yes, ma'am. We thought we'd try out some of our Halloween tricks on Miss Brooks before we go over to Mr. Conklin's house. That's a wonderful idea. I hope I didn't scare you in my ghost outfit. No, I thought you were the laundry man. 
How do you like my costume, Mrs. Davis? My, you've lost weight, haven't you? This, this is a skeleton suit in honor of Halloween. <laughs> Isn't that terrifying? And who's this cowboy with you? I'm Hopalong Cassidy, Mrs. Davis, but I'm really Stretch Snodgrass. <laughs> I'd never have known. Well, if you'll all go into the house, I'm sure Miss Brooks will be delighted to see you. I've got to get down to the theater now. Oh, what movie are you seeing tonight, Mrs. Davis? Jolson sings again, again. <laughs> again, again? I saw it last week also. <laughs> Have a nice time, children. <laughs> what should I do with this bucket of water we're ducking for apples in, Waller? Oh, just put it down by the piano, Stretch. Now, I'll tell you what we'll do. Before Miss Brooks comes back, let's all hide somewhere so we can really surprise her. Good idea, Walter. Now, why don't you get behind that couch, stretch you hide behind the kitchen door, and I'll get into the hall closet. Great. Then we'll all come out when I blow this whistle. Okay? Got you, Walter. Hey, look, out the window. Miss Brooks is coming up the walk, and she's got Mr. Conklin with her. Mr. Conklin? Oh, she probably wanted to get him out of the way while we were getting things ready at his place. So much the better. We'll surprise both of them at the same time. <laughs> now, first I'll put the lights out. Quick, let's get out of sight. Well, here we are, Mr. Conklin. I guess Mrs. Davis has left for the movies. The lights are all out. But it does seem quite deserted in here. I'll turn on this hall light so you can see to hang your things up in the closet. I'll turn some lights on in the living room while you put your hat and coat away. Thank you, Miss Brooks. What? <laughs> Miss Brooks! Miss Brooks! What is it, Mr. Conklin? What's the trouble? It's your closet in the hall. What do you keep in there? <laughs> Just my coat, Mr. Conklin. I see. I see. Tell me, Miss Brooks. Is it a long black coat with luminous bones? <laughs> luminous bones? Oh, no. Huh? Oh, please wait right here, Mr. Conklin. I'll investigate. Oh, it's me, Miss Brooks. You should have seen Mr. Conklin's face when Get he Get was... behind those other coats immediately, Mr. Boynton. But, Miss Brooks... I you... can't explain now, but don't you dare come out of there until you get a signal. Well, Miss Brooks, what did you see? See? I didn't see anything, Mr. Conklin. It must have been your imagination. My imagination? Then the doctor was right. Is that, Mr. Conklin? I'd, I'd rather not talk about it, Miss Brooks. If I could just lie down somewhere. Oh, of course, Mr. Conklin. Just stretch out on this couch. I'll go get another cushion for you. All right. Uh, uh, that's better. I must be quite a sick man. <laughs> if I weren't sick, I wouldn't be moaning like this. <laughs> On the other hand, it's better than trying... What am I saying? I'm not the one who's moaning. I've returned. I've come back. Who's that? Where are you? Look behind you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Behind the couch. Behind the couch. Ah, no! <laughs> Mr. Conklin, are you all right? What happened? Miss, Miss Brooks, how long have I been asleep? Asleep? Yeah. You just hit the couch, Mr. Conklin. <laughs> Which reminds me, maybe you'd better see a good psychiatrist. This screaming of yours can lead to something dangerous. Just, just do me a favor, Miss Brooks. Look behind that couch. Certainly, sir, if it'll make you feel any better. But I assure you, there's absolutely nothing behind this couch. <laughs> I'm sorry if I startled you, Mr. Conklin, but my cat Minerva's back here. With a sheet? She was making her bed. Minerva, there's a good gurga boy. A if you don't mind, Miss Brooks, I'd like to take a couple of pills my doctor prescribed. May I have some water, please? Certainly, sir. If you've got an extra pill or two, I'll be happy to join you. <laughs> Just sit right here, Miss Conklin. I'll go into the kitchen and get some water. No, on second thought, you'd better come with me. I don't want you to get nervous again. Yes, I, I think you're right, Miss Brooks. Doesn't do for me to be alone lately. Now, where's that light switch? Well, dog might catch if it ain't roundup time. <laughs> what was that? Brooks, do you mean to tell me I've actually taken leave of my senses? Oh, it isn't a real leave, Mr. Conklin. You're just on a weekend pass. Oh, lots of people get temporary hallucinations. Maybe we'd better go back to your house. Yes, yes, at a time like this, I suppose I should be near my loved one. Happy Halloween, Mr. Conklin. Look, it's me. Denton, when did you... How did you... What's this? It's just my coat coming over. Get back to the closet. Uh, it's me, Mr. Conklin. I'm a skeleton, see? Look at me, Mr. Conklin. I'm Hop Along Cassidy, and I'll plug the first ombre that makes a move. Snodgrass. I'll... Oh, stop that! <laughs> no, I must be calm. I must control myself. What's wrong, Mr. Conklin? You don't seem to be enjoying yourself. Yeah, you act all jumpy and funny. Gosh, Miss Brooks went to a lot of trouble to get this thing organized. Walter, please. Oh, Miss Brooks organized it, did she? Sure, she planned the whole thing. She deserves every bit of credit. Well, she's certainly going to get it. Miss Brooks, I want you... Miss Brooks, Miss Brooks, get your head out of that bucket. This is no time to be ducking for apples. <laughs> Who's ducking for apples? I'm trying to drown myself. <laughs> Now, once again, here is our Miss Brooks. Well, Mr. Conklin was so glad to find out that the things he thought had been happening to him had been happening to him that he excused us all and hurried home. Shortly afterwards, I excused Walter and Stretch, which left just Mr. Boynton, the parlor sofa, and me. Well, here we are, Miss Brooks. You know, with that lamplight shining on your hair, you're, you're absolutely, well... Yes, Mr. Boynton? Yoo-hoo! 
Yoo-hoo, folks. What's that? Look, at the window, it's Mrs. Davis with a pumpkin head. Just what I needed. Happy Halloween, Connie. Trick or treat. I've got a trick, Mrs. Davis. Here's 60 cents. Treat yourself to Jolson Sings again, again, again. <laughs> Next week, we're into another Armist Brooks show brought to you by Lustre Cream Shampoo for soft, glamorous, caressable hair and Colgate Dental Cream to clean your breath while you clean your teeth and help stop tooth decay. Armist Brooks, starring Eve Arden, is produced by Larry Burns, directed by Al Lewis, with music by Wilbur Hatch. <laughs> Men, here is actual, factual proof of more comfortable, actually smoother shaves by using Palm Olive Lather Shaving Cream. 1,251 men tried the Palm Olive Lather way to shave, described on the tube. And no matter how they had shaved before, three out of four got more comfortable, actually smoother shaves. Try Palm Olive Lather Shaving Cream. See if you don't get more comfortable, actually smoother shaves the Palm Olive Lather Shaving Cream way. Be sure to listen to Mr. and Mrs. North Tuesday evening over most of these same stations. And be with us again next week at this same time for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Bob Lamont speaking. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. That's Our Miss Brooks, October 30th, 1949, starring Eve Arden. Hope you enjoyed that. Time for Sarah's Backstage Pass. Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Tonight, I'm going to talk about the film everybody's waiting for, Killers of the Flower Moon. It's rated R by director Martin Scorsese. The film is based on the book of the same name by David Gran. The historical drama centers on the 1920s Oklahoma murders of Osage tribal members after oil was discovered on their land. The film stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, and Lily Gladstone. I've been following this film since Scorsese optioned the book rights in 2017. Well, 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 our war hero has arrived. You made a good choice coming back here. Osage are the finest, wealthiest, and most beautiful people on God's earth. They outsmarted everybody. They have the say. Who gets the oil? This is Martin Scorsese's sixth film with Leonardo DiCaprio and his tenth with Robert De Niro. Well, we mix these families together and that estate money flows the right direction. It'll come to us. Shumikasi. That's how you are. I don't know what you said, but it must have been Indian for handsome devil. <laughs> I screened the film in Chicago at my press screening. And I have to say, from the beginning, I was mesmerized. The cinematography is breathtaking. The characters are so well-developed, you can almost predict their next move. In Scorsese's hands, he has created a masterpiece. Four stars out of four. I was recently granted a Zoom press interview with Martin Scorsese. He talked about the love story between Molly and Ernest being the core of the movie. The film is playing in theaters now, and it will also drop on Apple TV+. I'm Sarah Knight-Adamson, your national film and TV critic, for Sarah's Backstage Pass, where you can find my interviews with both Martin Scorsese and author David Gran. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next hour, it's Inner Sanctum from 1946. Plus, we're going to play Learning the Lyrics. That's right. We're on the letter N. So N. Song titles that begin with the letter N. All right. See you soon. <laughs> 